Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome, parents, to Siblings as Best Friends. We're talking this month about how to knit your kids together to be best friends for life. And it doesn't start that way, but it's something that we have really committed to as a family and has been so successful in our family and in other families that we've taught. And it really makes for some great interrelationships as the kids get older and solve so many problems that come up in sibling rivalries and sibling relationships, and even helps over time point your kids to God. Today, we're talking about the older and the younger siblings. And so, Suzanne, tell us a little bit about issues you've seen as between older and younger siblings and and as that older sibling kind of cast a shadow over the younger sibling. Yeah, so a lot of times that older sibling will be bossy or uh, like not protective or maybe even resentful that that little person's joined the family and they they had the stage to themselves and now this little one's come along and and taken their stage and so it kind of makes them unhappy maybe even a little bit bitter toward that younger child and then that younger child um, feels that feels the tension of not being accepted and feels the tension of trying to to get in good with the older sibling so how they respond usually is by being bratty or being annoying or or stealing their toys and I don't know if that's happening in your household parents but it definitely happened in ours when um, our kids were younger yeah and so today we've brought in two very close siblings that are really our best friends the closest right now. Yeah. 18 months 18 months yeah closest in age as well as they're just close relationally they actually live together right now <laughs> and uh, and so that's um, but it's Madeline and Macy, and so Madeline is our second daughter, and Macy's a third daughter, and, and like we said, they're 18 months apart. So we wanted to explore with them their relationship when they were younger as a, and as, a, as they grew up to see um, some of the impacts of the younger sibling and older sibling dynamics. And the potential that your, parent, your children, too, you too, will have someday. So let's just start with... You know, when you guys were growing up, what's your your first kind of memories of being together as little kids and what was your relationship like? Macy here. I remember a little bit from my childhood. One of the first things that popped out whenever you guys were talking at the start was we had this big game room upstairs in the second house we lived in. So I was like younger elementary through middle school and through most of high school we lived in this house and I would always have these friends come over and spend the night uh, during the weekend and so if my other siblings didn't have friends spend the night then it was a it was a big fight over who would spend time Mm -hmm. with the friend and who could be the funniest or who could play the funnest game or make up the best dollhouse story or (laughs) come over to my dollhouse or all these things and I just remember always feeling like with Madeline or our older sister Molly it's like the minute they walked in the room I became the second best friend and Mm. my friend wanted to please Madeline or Molly or wow, you're so cool, or what are you playing? Like, it just, all attention got diverted, and I think also 
we'll talk about this in a little bit, but me and Madeline just had very different personalities. And so with friends that were so close, our friends were friends with each other. There was mutual friendships. And so if my friend came over and Madeline was being fun and joyful and happy and just like loud, which she usually was, of course my friends would pay attention to her. You know, of course they'd want to jump in with what she was doing. So you felt that competition. So yeah, definitely growing up. And then it was the same when her friends would come over. I'd always want to hang out with them, play what they were playing, babies and dollhouse. And I think there was a constant, I think my mom tried to get everybody a friend over because she knew there was a little bit of like tension in the sense of getting along. What did you do when those friends came over and, and Madeline was dominating the deal? Did you withdraw? Did you react? Did you, you know, how'd you handle that? Uh, probably cry. I don't remember exactly what <laughs> I would do. That's your go-to. That is my go-to. Um, I'd probably tattle on them. I think I would yell at them, possibly. Um, it, it was never like a, hey, Madeline, can I talk to you about something? And like pull her aside. <laughs> like we were like seven. So it was stomp off, get mad, feel hurt, tell my mom, yell at her, cause a scene, cause a fight, tell her she had to leave because she we didn't want her to be our friend. You know, stuff like that. That was just really really mean but how I felt at the moment how did I feel um about Macy or my other siblings when I was a little kid I would say specifically with Macy I didn't necessarily feel like she liked me um I think that because of that I kind of created my own little posse of people that did like me and so I whether it was Macy's friends or my friends I was like okay if you don't like me I'll find people that do and then we'll play (laughs) And that's kind of how I remember it looking back. I think another thing is a lot of my memories of my childhood are really sweet and really good. So I think even the Lord has like protected me and rewritten a lot of stuff that I, now that Macy was saying all of that about fighting and friends and fighting over friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that, but we totally did that. And so I think that part of it is that just like over time, the feelings that I had of negativity specifically towards Macy have gone away in a lot of areas. Why didn't you think she liked you? I think it was um, probably because she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basie's shaking her head right now up and down. Nodding her head. (laughs) Um, So, but... Yeah, so I just felt like she didn't like me, probably for the same reasons that she said. I was loud. I liked to steal the show. I liked to be the center of attention. I liked all eyes on me. I normally did have a better dollhouse story or normally. (laughs) 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 Um, No, but I think that a lot of it was that I, like, know now about myself that I just have a lot of ideas and opinions and a big personality and I was the big sister. So I got to use them and do them. And, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't actually know why specifically she didn't like me or why specifically I didn't feel like she didn't like me. I just, I felt it. And even looking back on our childhood, I'm like, yeah, I still like feel that through our childhood that Macy didn't like me. Yeah. So parents, let me just talk to you for just a minute about that. Just the whole, um, idea of that. And I, we call it living in the shadow. And so what happens is the little sibling gets overshadowed by the big sibling, whatever that is, whether like Madeline had this dynamic personality and she was just bubbly and fun and Macy was way more of a feeler. And so for them, the dynamic personality overshadowed the feeler personality. And so your, your children might be doing that too. And if they do that, you just need to understand to come in and empower that older child to see that young 
younger child is an incredible, amazing gift. And just, oh my goodness, Madeline, Macy is so, she's, she feels it and she understands and she's going to bring a whole new element to your dollhouse story. So include her in that. And so we've got to sell those older kids that the younger child is valuable and they need to be included. And then the same with the younger child, you got to go in and say, oh, God handpicked her to be your best sister, handpicked her to be the one that goes first and she's going to help you and she's going to protect you and she's going to love you. And you've got, we've got to turn their little hearts toward each other. And I think what's interesting about that story right there is how, and, 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 you know, Suzanne, you were just talking about how to overcome that. I want to see, I want parents to see that negative behavior came out of relationship. That so often when you look at your your kid's behavior, negative behavior comes out of relationship. And when you can fix the relationship problem, you will fix the behavior problem. And so, you know, in that case, you were throwing a fit, Macy, because Madeline wasn't doing what you wanted her to do, or she was overshadowing you. And, and Madeline, you felt like Macy didn't like you. And so you were doing, and so for both of you, negative behavior came out of relationship. Mm -hmm. When we fixed the relationship, yeah. we fixed the problem. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how you were different um, how were you similar? What, what, what did work in the relationship? Uh, before I answer that, I just felt like maybe a really good metaphor, I guess, or picture of how different we were, um, is the movie Inside Out. And I don't know if you all have ever seen that movie, but basically it's a, a motion, a movie about emotions. And it totally resonated with me. And I just feel like if you want to understand me and Madeline's dynamic, Madeline is the definition of the character joy and I am the definition of the character sadness. And so <laughs> like all growing up, I wish they would have made that movie when I was like six. Cause I think it would have totally have resonated. Yes. But Madeline really does have the, like everything is possible. Always cup half empty, half full. Just, I can do anything just button in her brain. And she just presses it over and over and over and I've always had the, like, I could see the ins and outs of how something wasn't going to work. And I could always see big picture. And if you put four dollhouse beds in one room, there's no way that kid's going to be able to get out of bed if he has to pee in the middle of the night. You know, <laughs> just like I always knew when things wouldn't work out and I was not afraid to express them or feel them. And so I just think that that's a really sweet picture. If you haven't seen that movie, curl up with your kids and watch it one night because it really does, even now, I think... And maybe we'll round back around to this concept, but there's an element of feeling something and walking through something and not seeing everything as just joyful and uppity and perfect. It brings depth to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we learned about our dynamic of relationship is we're so different, but when we are a team and we come at something right. together, we're, we cover all the bases. And so I just thought that was a funny analogy of how we're different. Well, and that's a good point, too, because God knows exactly what he's doing by putting joy and sadness at 18 months apart in our family. He knows if you've got kids on either end of the spectrum when it comes to their similarities, and they've got way more differences and similarities, he's doing a work in their life and in your family's life. He's got big things to do. So if you do sit down with your family and watch Inside Out, then ask your kids, which character do you relate to? Which one do you like best? And now you know what you're dealing with when it comes to them interacting with each other. One of my favorite memories, I think this might be answering your last question, growing up was was having Macy 
on everything with me, doing everything with me. I like couldn't wait until she was in the sixth grade so that she could be on my basketball team and my volleyball team. Like I really loved all of it the whole time and wanted her there. And even I feel like whenever my friends were over, I had people over when I was a little girl, I was always fine with her playing with us. Like I always felt like she could join in. It wasn't a pain or a burden or an inconvenience when she was like coming at it not like a bratty little sister, but like as a playmate, because we really were the same age and we really went through a lot of life together. And specifically when um, my older sister went off to college, I was still in middle school. I was at the end of middle school. And Macy, I kind of was like looking around waiting. I'm like, okay, who's going to be my friend now? Who's going to be my (laughs) sister friend now? And so one of my favorite memories was, and never as like the big sister, I never felt like she was an inconvenience for me. I really do think my parents did a good job of essentially convincing me that she was my best friend. And so I was always like waiting for her to become that. And I remember in college, whenever she kind of came to college with me and was like, Hey, we're doing this. Like we're becoming best friends now. I remember thinking like, Oh good. I've been waiting all along for us to be best friends. And so I think that just like by knowing my, my mom's always saying, my dad always saying, your siblings are going to be your best friends. They're going to be your best friends. I had that like expectation in my heart, my whole life with Macy, that she was going to be my best friend. And I just waited and waited and waited for it to happen. And now that it has, I'm like, this is all that I expected it to be in the way our relationship works together. I think we could have even been better little kids together if we would have like known that known how well we work together now, then. What do you think you would tell parents now? Looking back at your relationship when you were younger and it, and, and parents, you know, what Madeline just said is so true. We, we continue to fight for our siblings to be best friends. And it may happen. Some kids, you know, for example, Maddox and McCade, uh, our youngest two, they have been very good friends throughout their childhood. I think we learned, wouldn't you say that we learned more about it as we got older, how to do it? Oh, yeah, for and sure. We, and that's we what more kids. Yeah. And that's what we want to give you parents out there right now is to learn from our first years with Madeline and Macy and learn the words that we said. You will be best friends. You can be best friends. You know, Macy's amazing. You're going to love her. Madeline's incredible. You love her. And so we already had we'd added that vocabulary to our language. So when Maddox and McCade came along, there was never a resentment or a frustration or a bitterness or anything. It's almost like Maddox was relieved. Oh, good. There's another kid on the block that'll be, you know, my friend. Although it did happen with Michael and Maddox because they had the same issues you guys had. They're very different kids. So we had to work harder on that. So looking back at how, so, you know, what you guys, what parents, what you're, when we talk to Madeline and Macy, what you're seeing in our lives is where you are now, where a lot of you parents are right now. So, uh, Madeline and Macy, what would you say from uh, from a relationship, from a parenting perspective, if you're sitting down talking to parents, what advice would you give parents on how to encourage and help their siblings to be grateful for that shadow and not take advantage of the shadow? Whether you're a you know Macy from a younger kid perspective, Madeline from an older kid perspective. Um, well, one practical thing my parents did was they it was never an option for us to not get to play. So if Madeline you had mean a, play together. Yeah. So if Madeline had a friend over and Madeline did say, you can't play with us, then I would go to my mom and say, Madeline said I can't play. And my mom would say, no, of course you can play. It might not look like how you want it to, but of course you can go find something to play up there. They can't kick you out of the game room. It's your house. You know, and just like empowered us to... Even if you threw a fit? 
<laughs> well, no, then I would say, I would say, are you being a brat? Are you being somebody that somebody wants to play with? Because if I don't, I mean, I'm not going to force Madeline to play with you if you're being a brat, but if you're fun, I guarantee Madeline will want to play with you. And so it sometimes depends on the, how the situation's been presented. Yeah. And I think parents are trying to be fair. And so they protect the kid and the friend. They want to keep a good reputation with the friend's family and they want them to have a good experience. And that's all valid. But at the end of the day, like reconciliation between your kids is important. And so it's worth just the five minutes to stop what you're doing and go in there and survey the situation and be like, guys, are we playing well? Are we playing together? And if they're like 12, you don't use that tone necessarily. (laughs) But like... Just, I think reconciliation is always the goal. And then the other thing. I'm something really quick on that. Um, but something that I think is really valuable is not prioritizing the friend over the sibling. Because the friend, even though in the moment is valuable and we want to honor them, the sibling is going to be there forever. Like I have yeah. a bunch of friends that I played with when I was little that I don't even talk to anymore. But at Macy, I talk to every single day. And, and you live with her. And I live with her, <laughs> yeah. And so prioritizing, like even if it's like if there's a friend getting between the sibling, then it's okay for the friend to like call the mom and that friend to go home and the siblings work it out and they get to play together. And or the from the parent perspective, the parents, to prioritize the sibling relationship. Yes, over the friend relationship. Well, and I remember there were a couple of friends that would create animosity between you two, and we didn't have them over anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it to have that friendship or that relationship, sibling relationship broken up because of that friendship. Yeah. So that was helpful, too, is any of the friends that did come over were unified Macy and I or unified me with my other siblings versus divided us. Yeah. Um, The other thing was actually something Madeline told me whenever I got to college. I think it was my freshman year. But it's something I wish I would have known as a little kid because it really did change the way I saw my family, my siblings, but really the whole world. And I don't know if it's biblical, but I feel like it is. She basically said, everybody knows Jesus just a little bit differently because Mm -hmm. of who you are and how you were raised and how you came to know Jesus. Everyone knows different parts of his character everyone knows different parts of his friendship and so when you choose to be friends with someone else essentially you get you decide you want to learn from them what Jesus looks like through their eyes and so I think that's something parents can say to kids now and cultivate that now of there's a there's Jesus inside you he he walks with you every day and there's Jesus inside your brother yes you guys might look different you might see him different but you're friends and you both know Jesus. And so all things are possible. You know, you can play together. You can get along. You can have the same friends because Mm -hmm. your common denominator is Jesus, if you will, even if you both know him differently. And then as you get older, essentially you're, you're calling them to life on life discipleship because instead of saying, I'm going to live in your shadow or I'm going to only protect you or only care about you. It's a iron sharpens iron. I'm going to share with Mm -hmm. you about my Jesus because I respect you and trust you and see the differences in your life. And I'm going to listen to you when it comes to hearing about your Jesus because I've walked with you and I trust you. And I just think that cultivating that type of dynamic between kids is powerful. And I think we did it, like she said, when we got to college, we, I finally right. accepted and relented and was like, fine, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> but I think it could have been powerful as kids to be introduced to the idea of Jesus as your common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. My turn. You go for it. <laughs> um, I would just say three like little things. One, be persistent. 
uh, with your kids as parents. So that's something that my parents did really well was just like my mom said earlier, keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Your siblings are your best friends. Your siblings are your best friends. You're going to have them. You might not have everyone, but you're going to have them. And so be persistent with that. Don't give up on that. And it's those little moments of saying that over and over and over and over yeah. again that that creates expectation in their hearts to where mm-hmm. that's like something they're fighting for. So you look up and you know, you're in your twenties and we're living together and we're best friends and we're been overseas together for months at a time. And I would love for her to follow me wherever I go. And I always want her on my team and I'm her biggest fan and her loudest cheerleader. And anytime anyone talks about her, I always like to talk about her even greater to a greater capacity. So like, but that is because all these little seeds were sown in my heart towards her and with her from over the years of like the little moments. And then the other piece I think is important with sibling dynamic is for you as the parent to know your individual kid. Um, I think that like looking back, that could have been helpful. if They would have known, Oh, Macy is deeply emotional and Madeline is highly logical and also like very, opposite emotion, like joyful over the top to where if they're in a moment where something sad happens, Madeline's like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And Macy's like, we're not fine. You know, and so that, that could have been just dealt with differently. If you, if they knew us better in the moments, they could have said, yeah, Madeline, we are going to be fine, but right now we're not fine. And so this is how we interact or whatever. Or we know when I kick her out of the room and I think, because I want to play with my friends and she's really upset about it they could have helped know, by knowing Macy differently and knowing me better to know how to interact that way. Yeah, sometimes calling me a brat when I already know I'm a brat is not helpful <laughs> in the moment. So that's valid, like knowing It doesn't fix anything. Yeah, I just, I just go beat myself up, yeah. So, and then lastly, like Macy was saying, there's this, it's just all worth it. All the little moments, all the interrupted dinner, fixing dinner to go in there to discipline them, all the moments when you like, are trying to learn your kid and know your kid and study your kid. It's all worth it because you get to this place where Macy said, where they end up just discipling each other. And now looking at my life and there's people that I'm like, Oh, I know how to deal with you because I know how to deal with Macy. And I know how to deal with you because I've, I've processed stuff like this with Michael. I know how to process things like this with you. Even in my own marriage, I'm like, Oh, I, I know a lot more about my husband because of how I've interacted with all of my siblings. And they have like sharpened me and discipled me to know more about people in general um, so that I can love people and carry, help carry people's burdens and pray for people and minister to people uh, because of how my siblings, how I know my siblings. So it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah really good. good stuff. And so as we wrap up, um, you know, we started with a theme of Madeline casting a shadow over Macy and, you know, how that happens in siblings' uh, lives. We've also learned a lot is, you know, what you learn about relationships is it's not just one thing. There's many things involved, but I want to kind of bring it back to the theme of we had of this shadow in Psalm 17, eight. And I want you to finish up Suzanne, cause you had some really great insight into this in Psalm 17, eight. Uh, it says, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. And you had a flip on the way the shadow works between siblings. Yeah, so obviously that is um, us. You know, we are the shadow of God's eye and he's hiding us in the shadow of his wings. He's protecting us and taking care of us. And so what if as parents, we we teach our older siblings and our younger siblings to look at each other that way, to look at each other with value and respect and honor, the apple of their eye, their joy, their best, best thing, their best treasure. If we teach our siblings to look at that, if we teach them to take care 
care of each other and protect each other and serve each other and honor each other, that's the heart issue between, right, the heart issue that's going on between your kids. And if we can go after that, if we can show them and teach them and with our words and our actions and continually remind them, no, your sister's the apple of your eye. No, you're the, you're the wings of protection over them. Then it's going to completely change. I want to say revolutionize, but that sounds a kind of powerful word there. <laughs> it's going to reinvent. How's that? It's going to reinvent the relationships that your kids have with each other. And it's going to make siblings as best friends. And just remember, parents, like we said earlier, too, so many of the behavior problems in your kids are actually relationship problems. And when you solve the relationship problem, you solve the behavior problem. I hope you've enjoyed being with us. Madeline Macy, do y'all have any last words for us? You guys can do it. Your, kid, your siblings <laughs> are, your kids are going to love each other. Your siblings will love each other. I believe that wholeheartedly. Go watch Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Go be crazy parents. Crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs>